It's my honor to introduce Nancy Anderson. She is a professor and residency director of the section of dermatology at Loma Linda University Children's Hospital Medical Center and the chief of the section of dermatology at the Jerry Pettis VA Hospital. Dr. Anderson graduated from Loma Linda University School of Medicine in 1976. She was an internal medicine resident at Loma Linda University Medical Center from 76 to 78 and completed her dermatology residency at Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit in 1981, where she remained on faculty until 1982. She joined Loma Linda University Dermatology, University of Dermatology in 1982. She's the director of the psoriasis and phototherapy clinics. She also practices part-time at Vita Dermatology Lesson Medical Group in Red Bluff, California since 1990. Dr. Anderson is a board-certified dermatologist. She belongs to over 15 medical societies. She's authored 17 articles and averages 30 dermatology specialty lectures per year to numerous hospitals, conferences, societies, and teaching residencies. Truly a professional who's dedicated to educating other professionals. Let's introduce her to the podium. Thank you. Thank you all very much, and I'm very delighted to be with you. And um, thank you for inviting me to be one of your faculty. It is really a challenging lecture to give in a small time, and I was agonizing what to do for you. So hopefully I will give you a great cross-section of what I do. I oversee our psoriasis and phototherapy clinic, how I handle my treatment, my very difficult psoriasis patients, and hopefully I'll update you. I added some slides at the end, which I think you'll find very timely regarding cardiovascular issues, metabolic cancer issues that are associated with psoriasis and so on. So not to waste any time, we will um, definitely um, want to move on and talk about uh, basically the disease subtypes, and then I would like to talk about therapy and, and then issues associated. I did forget to add, or it wasn't added, unfortunately. I'm also a, an investigator with Janssen Pharmaceutica, and I'm um, involved in a grant with them on the SOLAR study. Many of you may be aware of it, and you're probably very much involved in that as well. Well, wonderful pictures at, right after lunch, but um, psoriasis is a very challenging disease and has many, many subtypes. As you can see, this is the classic disease. Um, psoriasis is, um, can present so many different ways in so many localized areas at times. And this is, of course, the classic plaque psoriasis, which we see in about 80% of patients. And as you know, um, psoriasis is not just a cosmetic problem. Um, even patients with limited involvement find their disease could be a large problem in their everyday life. And this is a quote from Dr. Robert Stern, who said it so aptly. And I think one of the reasons I became so interested in psoriasis is in my residency, I'm aging myself, so I can thank um, dermal fillers and neurotoxins for my, how, how I look right now. But anyway, um, basically, I've been at Loma Linda 30 years, and I've seen such a change from when I was in my residency my, I was blessed to have a father who is a dermatologist, so I worked in his office for many years. 
And so I've seen the cross-section of treatment for psoriasis so variable. So I've seen my father, I remember, would use methotrexate. He had topical steroids, but essentially nothing else. He didn't have light treatment. He did have Grenz rays, which many of you probably would never even have had any experience with. In my residency, interestingly, I trained at Henry Ford Hospital, as was stated earlier. And when I trained there, we had a 20-bed ward. Can you believe it? We admitted all our psoriasis patients. Those were different days. We used, of course, the Geckerman, uh, tar and light. So, you know, and now we're advancing to more amazing therapies. And I think you're also very lucky, and I feel very fortunate, that we have this kind of treatment available. And I remember and when I was at Henry Ford Hospital, one of my patients uh, that we admitted was 16 years old, a beautiful young woman with really bad psoriasis, and she had attempted uh, suicide. So she taught me to be empathetic and to realize how difficult this disease can be. And again, you can see the classic psoriasis, the erythema space, my scales. I think everybody easily recognizes this. My first statement is out of um, our classic tech book, textbooks, but guess what? It's not just a chronic inflammatory epithelial disease. I think you all know that. It's a very complicated autoimmune disease now, I feel. And I think that's where our new treatments are really addressing the issues. We'll talk more about that in a few minutes. Of course, it involves about 2% of the population, but in the United States, we have a higher percentage, usually anywhere from 4 to 5%. And again, about uh, 5 to 30% patients have an associated arthritis. I know that you had a meeting about that yesterday, so I won't try to belabor it too much, but um, also 15% um, of arthritis patients um, only have their uh, disease come first before skin. So a majority have skin involvement, as you all know. And there is a peak of 20 to 30 years of age and a second at 50 to 60 years of age. The medium age of onset, as many of you know, is 28 years of age. But 75% of our patients um, start before the age of 40. But I do remember a, a dear little lady I had at 79, 80, that um, she was um, first time diagnosed with psoriasis. She'd always been told she had eczema. And I remember kind of explaining there was a difference. And so, you know, sometimes people are just not diagnosed correctly or just have mild enough disease, they don't get treatment or don't know exactly what they have. So it is interesting to see it in all age groups. And again, 40% of patients, if both parents have it, um, will be affected. And if you have one parent, 15% of patients will most likely get psoriasis. So your familial history is very important. But again, as you all know, it's multifactorial. Again, I'm, I'm really being simplistic here on my pathophysiology, and I know you probably had a little bit of this with Dr. Conley when he talked about systemic diseases, but um, he may have not talked too much about this. I'm being very simplistic, but I do want to really talk more about the disease state a little more as we go on later when I'm talking about treatment. And this will help understand that we know it is a T helper one cell disease and what we get is activation of the T cells and cytokines and also in addition interferon gamma and interleukin 2. So our treatment is based on treating these autoimmune pathways and preventing the cascade of inflammation, especially like the increased levels of Th17 cells which produce IL-22 and this leads to keratinocyte hyperproliferation and of course dermal inflammation. So and again, we have many presentations of psoriasis. Um, I've seen them all, and I feel like I'm not, I will probably continue to see many variants of it. Um, I'm always challenged by treating psoriasis patients. 
Um, but most classically we talked about was plaque. It's usually very symmetrical, scalps, elbow, knees, and presacrum are most often involved. But it is more common in genitalia than we often, uh, I often, I usually ask because people won't usually volunteer the information where it's located. But be um, mindful that genitalia can be a very frequent involvement and needs to be um, addressed as well. And also, as you know, when we're looking at um, deciding whether it's mild, moderate, or severe psoriasis, you all know zero to three percent is mild, three to ten percent is moderate. Greater than ten percent is considered severe. Greater than twenty percent body surface area is considered very severe. But if you have um, it in areas like hands and feet, scalp, genitalia, those, even though they may be less than three percent or five percent, they're still considered severe because of the location and the impact on the quality of life. And as you know, these lesions can be very persistent. Gattate psoriasis is, again, another challenging treatment, the raindrop lesions that are erythematous. It is um, only seen in about 2% of patients, but it seems like we get a lot of referrals from these, don't, th don't we, because they're often misdiagnosed as viral or as drug eruption. It is more common in children after strep infections, and upper respiratory is seen in 66%. And it does have excellent prognosis, um, although in adults it can be much more chronic and much more challenging. Again, it's usually secondary to strep infections, so you may want to uh, evaluate using ASO titers. But I found that particularly one of my patients I'm thinking about right now, 12-year-old patient I saw a few years ago, he um, ended up going from gut take to erythrodermic psoriasis because he had repeated strep infections. And we found that he had untreated perianal strep as well, is why it was triggering the recurrence. So keep that in mind when you're evaluating your children. And again, the disease usually responds well to narrow band or broadband light. Um, my patient did do well with that, but he kept ending up 